Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, just thank you to um, all that have taken time to uh, pray for me as I uh, prepared to uh, speak uh, before you this morning. And um, um, just to say welcome again to um, our friends from Mkuba University. Um, may I request that, um, I haven't seen many people from Extension this morning, uh, may I request that um, uh, as many of us as can, uh, those that are members here, please uh, take time to attend to our visitors uh, at the end of our time uh, this morning. I invite us to then turn to the Lord in prayer before we turn to God's word. Dear Lord, we again um, uh, give thanks that we have this opportunity uh, to just um, sit still, open the scriptures, and desire to learn therefrom. Uh, we thank you for your goodness in time past, that Lord, you have opened your word and uh, instructed us therefrom. Uh, we pray yet again as we gather together this morning that we may know you leading us into your truth. Uh, we may know you speaking to each one of us as uh, individuals, uh, speaking to us severally as a company of God's people. And at the end of it, oh Lord, we pray that uh, all glory and honor will be yours, even as we do that which you want us to do as you instruct us in your word. So be gracious upon the speaker, be gracious upon the hearers, and uh, forgive us, each one of us, of our sins, that Lord, our sin won't be a hindrance from you, clearly speaking to each one of us and meeting us at our various point of need. This is our prayer as we bring it before you in our Savior's name, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Kindly turn with me to Matthew and chapter 23, and uh, in the next uh, few weeks, we will uh, center our thoughts and studies uh, in Matthew and chapter 23, as we, uh, in a sense, um, uh, break off from what we have been studying uh, concerning um, Bible characters. Um, we have been looking at uh, Bible characters and characters that are not very well known, but we take a break from that and uh, uh, focus on Matthew uh, 23 uh, as we look at the words of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, uh, and uh, as he rebukes, in a way, rebukes the scribes and Pharisees. Um, so that's uh, our... Uh, focus uh, the next couple of couple of uh, a couple of weeks. So let me read um, for us from verse number one and uh, up to verse number uh, sixteen. And our focus uh, will be uh, on verse number thirteen uh, to sixteen. I'm reading from the New KJV. Uh, then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying. The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Uh, therefore, 
whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. Uh, for they bind heavy burdens, hard on, or rather hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Verse number five, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their uh, phylacteries. Uh, phylacteries, uh, I read about this, is a small box, small box that was carried by the Jewish people during prayer, and in that small box there was some kind of uh, uh, texts, scriptural texts. So uh, they looked for big, big boxes, these, these big uh, phylacteries. So they make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. Number six, they love the best places at the feasts or at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, uh, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called uh, teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Uh, verse number 13. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are uh, entering to go in, or those that are trying to enter to go in. Verse number 14, and uh, uh, some of you may not have that verse in your Bibles, and we'll talk about that. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, uh, hypocrites, uh, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive a greater uh, condemnation. Uh, verse number 15, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, uh, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is won, you make him twice as much as a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater the God or the temple that sacrifice, uh, uh, that sacrifice or sanctifies rather uh, the God. 
and, and he goes on. Um, um, uh, I, I said uh, our focus will be 13 to 16, but it's actually 13 to 15. Um, now, when we, when we look at the preceding chapter of Matthew, uh, that is uh, Matthew chapter 22, uh, we notice that um, the Lord has had this lengthy deliberations, uh, lengthy chats, as it were, with uh, the scribes and Pharisees, uh, the, the deliberations I call among deliberations, Yama setting, because they're really just trying to catch him and see how they can, you know, catch him offside, so to speak. Um, they are deliberating over various issues like uh, the, the paying of, of taxes to Caesar, uh, as we read it from verse number 15 of chapter 22. Uh, um, uh, they deliberate over issues of the resurrection as we pick it up from this number 23 of chapter 22, uh, they discuss the issue of which is the greatest commandment, uh, as we read it from uh, verse 34 of chapter 22, uh, and so on. Um, um, and so he, he has had this lengthy engagement, as it were, with the scribes and the Pharisees, these Jewish uh, leaders, at uh, this particular time uh, in the history of uh, the Bible and indeed the, the, the history of, of Christianity. When we come to chapter 23 and uh, in the first 12 verses, the Lord, um, the Lord turns to directly address these scribes and Pharisees um, from as it were, getting engaged in these deliberations with them in chapter 22, uh, he turns to, uh, 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 no, 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 I was saying directly, no, he turns to his crowd, the crowd of disciples and, and, and the crowd that was following him. And um, he, he, as it were, is talking to them, uh, addresses them concerning the conduct of these Jewish leaders, these scribes and Pharisees. And he tells this crowd and, 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 and the disciples um, to be aware, to beware of the conduct of these people, the conduct of these religious leaders, that these people do not practice what they preach. They, as it were, lord it over the people that they lead, laying heavy burdens on them. That they do their deeds in order to be seen by others that they're doing something good. They, as it were, love praise. And their doctrine, in a sense, is anchored on the commandments of men than on the law of God. And the Lord, in these opening verses of uh, Matthew chapter, chapter 23, the first 12 verses, is telling his followers that they should be careful not to follow 
the example of the scribes and Pharisees. From verse number 13, he, he, he turns, as it were, uh, to directly, this is uh, I think what I had mentioned earlier, but this is where he turns now to ad- directly address the scribes and Pharisees. And uh, he, he addresses them with, with, with very, very harsh words. Uh, we were talking about, I had a bit of that in the ABC this morning. <laughs> he directs them, uh, addresses them with very, very harsh words. Uh, and among these words is the pronouncement of, of woes on them. Uh, we read about that in verse number 13, uh, 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 verse number 14 from my new KJV. Like I said, uh, uh, some of you don't have verse number 14. And again, we'll make a comment on that. Verse number 15, 16, 23, 25, 27, and 29, we see a pronouncement of woes on these Pharisees and scribes. Seven of them in uh, the, most of the translations, uh, but uh, eight in my, in, my, uh, in my version of the new KJV because there's uh, a war in verse number 14. Now, uh, a war, I, I, I was careful to check how this, this word is pronounced. <laughs> uh, so it's a war. A war is, is a word, uh, W-O-E, a word that can be used to express to express great sorrow or distress over something, uh, a, a word that basically means, oh, how terrible it will be for you. Oh, how bad, more than bad, so to speak, it will be for you and for your destiny. Uh, and and he, he is... He is worried about the spiritual being of these Pharisees and scribes and tells them that how terrible, how terrible it will be for you uh, as you continue uh, doing what you do not preach or preaching what you do not do, so to speak. And then there is this other uh, very important way uh, uh, for uh, the consideration of this particular chapter and the focus of uh, our discourses in the coming uh, few few weeks, the word hypocrites. Uh, and so he, he, he tells them, woe to you hypocrites. How terrible it will be for you hypocrites. A hypocrite is, is simply somebody who who plays, who play acts. You play act in front of people. Uh, someone who uh, claims to believe one thing but does the very opposite or, or someone that uh, in, in perhaps bringing to religious or Christian context, someone who pretends to have a righteousness before God or religious piety or holiness but in reality they do not possess this righteousness they do not possess this piety as it were 
just to, uh, to, to mention that when we, we further read um, uh, the, the other passages in, uh, uh, in, in the latter uh, portions of uh, chapter 23, we note that the Lord uses other harsh words on the scribes and, 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 and Pharisees like, like fools and, and blind. In, in verse number 19, blind guides, as it were, in verse, verses 16 and 24, uh, blind Pharisees in verse number 26, and at some point he calls them serpents and brood of vipers who are unlikely to escape the condemnation of hell. And uh, someone, some, some uh, Bible scholar, uh, calls this chapter a thunderbolt of wrath, a thunderbolt of wrath from our Savior, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And obviously the question is, why, why take some time uh, to, to study a passage with such a, a barrage of, of harsh and terrible and pleasant words, as it were, coming from the mouth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, uh, as he... Uh, as it were, confronts these Pharisees and scribes. Well, a counter question uh, would be good uh, to answer this question, and uh, the question uh, is, is, is that, why did the Spirit of God see it fit to preserve these words for us in the Holy Scriptures? The answer really is, is simply because um, what the Lord speaks about in this chapter uh, concerning uh, the religious hypocrisy of the scribes and Pharisees has, has an impact uh, and uh, to be specific, a terrible or negative impact on, on other people on one hand on other people that we relate to, that we, uh, we as, as believers, for example, uh, want to share the gospel to, but also has, has a terrible or negative impact on ourselves, on the very people that practice hypocrisy. And therefore, we, we must be warned about these things, must be warned about these things because we, as human beings, we are susceptible uh, to fall into the same trap or into the same shoes, as it were, that the scribes and Pharisees found themselves in. And, 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 and if we do, and, and uh, be hard to say, God forbid, if we do fall into this trap, into the same shoes, as it were, we, we stand condemned just like the scribes and Pharisees. And we will basically be dig digging our own spiritual graves. And to that effect, therefore, my title or my discourse this morning is simply this, some warnings against hypocrisy. And I have three points to advance to us uh, as I try to show um, that uh, this passage before us, verse 13 to 15, is a passage that 
shows us that the Lord Jesus Christ hates religious hypocrisy uh, because, number one, hypocrisy closes doors to other people's salvation. Hypocrisy closes doors to other people's salvation. And secondly, hypocrisy uh, craftily covers injustices that we do to other people. And thirdly, hypocrisy corrupts others far worse than the initiator of the corruption. And uh, so those are my three points, and then we'll seek to end after that. So my first main point then is from verse number 13, and it's simply this, that hypocrisy blocks people from uh, coming to faith or coming to salvation. Uh, 22 and verse 13, uh, but woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For neither, or you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering or trying to enter to go in. And so we are saying, firstly, that hypocrisy closes doors to other people's salvation. There's nothing more important in this world for men and women to be part of this kingdom of heaven mentioned here. A spiritual domain, so to speak, to which all those that have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ belong. Nothing important in this world. And to belong to the Savior of the world, to be part of the people that call themselves children of God, people of the kingdom of God, as it were. Our Savior, as he died on the cross, fully opened the way for sinful men and women to enter into this kingdom and to have eternal life. One of the consequences, terrible consequences of hypocrisy, hypocrisy of these religious leaders of the people of Israel, and it could be a hypocrisy that we, as it were, portray ourselves nowadays, is to shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. Closing up the door of other people to eternal life. The very door that our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, opened as he died on the cross. Standing in the way of truth, as it were, against others. Very terrible crime indeed. And no wonder our Savior speaks woes unto these people. 
the people of this day, the Sadducees, uh, the, the Jewish leaders, the Sadducees and the, the Pharisees, these people were experts in the scriptures, experts in the law of God. And in a sense, that's what the Bible uh, alludes to when it talks about them sitting in the seat of Moses, experts in the law of God. And in a sense, with that uh, kind of uh, qualification, if I can put it that way, they were in this position to clearly explain the scriptures, to clearly explain the law of God concerning the prophecies in the Old Testament that related to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. They should have clearly taught the truth about God's kingdom to the people they led. They should have encouraged them to to enter the kingdom of God, to enter the kingdom on account of a personal relationship with God. But obviously, and even as we read from the opening verses of this chapter, they taught something else. Emphasizing human traditions emphasizing human religious rules, as it were, more than God's word. Family directing people onto the path of destruction to hell. And most probably, they only taught them about what feasts to observe, what unclean things to abstain from, what holidays, holy holidays, as it were, to keep, and so on. They didn't teach them to repent of their sin. They didn't teach them to enter into a relationship with God by faith. They didn't teach them to truly hunger after thirst or unthirst, rather, for righteousness. And obviously, they did not teach them these things, they did not teach them these truths, because them, themselves, or they themselves, I think that's a better way to put it, did not believe and do the things that were supposed to be believed in and to be taught. In a sense, they believed that going to heaven was a matter of doing good. Being a good person. A belief that majority of people buy into even today. In their hypocritical unbelief, they went further even to stand in the way of those that were seeking true faith in God. They blocked them as it were from getting into 
the kingdom of heaven as you read the latter part of verse number 13. It is bad for someone not to enter into heaven themselves, but it is far worse to prevent another person from coming to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. How is our life? Or how is our lives? Or how are our lives? I think uh, can combine some American English and the British English. How are our lives? Are we guilty of hypocrisy? Religious hypocrisy. Saying one thing and doing the very opposite. Standing in the way of people coming to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a call to self-examination. But further, we notice that hypocritical behavior, if I can use that particular term, not only prevents others from coming into faith, coming into God's kingdom, but it further closes doors of salvation against the hypocrite himself or against the hypocrite herself. Again, the latter part of verse number 13, for you neither go in yourselves, nor you do you allow those who are trying to come in. You neither go in yourself. Closing the door for the hypocrite himself or herself. You're like, the, the people that we read about in John 5, 39 to 40, and, they, and I think they, 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 the Lord Jesus Christ is addressing the same group of people and, and telling them this, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these scriptures are they which testify of me? But you are not willing to come to me that you may have eternal life. They refuse, as it were, to admit their own need for a savior. Even after seeing this clearly in the scriptures, seeing themselves that they are sinners that need the savior, they do not humble themselves they do not simply place their faith, simple faith as it were, in the sacrifice of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. They refuse, as it were, to cause sin for what it is, or acknowledge our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, as one that stood to pay for their sins on the cross. 
refuse the need to call upon the Savior for salvation themselves. Oh, this is very common even today. We have today various religious systems. Religious systems that do not point men and women to the Lord Jesus Christ as the way, the way, the truth, the truth, and the life. Busy preaching other things. apart from salvation found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Shutting men and women from coming into the kingdom of God. And it could be true that apart from these religious systems and religious groups that are preaching something else apart from the gospel, we ourselves some of us could have been reading the Bible for years. And perhaps on that account, comfortable that we have earned salvation. We have, as it were, earned a ticket to heaven. May God open our spiritual ears. To hear the Lord Jesus Christ beckoning to each one of us to come to Him in humility, humble ourselves before Him, repent of our sins, see our sins as sinners, sinners heading to destruction in hell, repent of our sins. Trust him by simple faith that is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us not be guilty of slamming the door against anybody that desires to enter God's kingdom. And let's check ourselves whether we can identify ourselves with these Pharisees and repent of our sins and come into genuine faith with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me hurry on to talk about my second major point, that hypocrisy can be craftily used to cover injustices. I did mention that uh, some of you may not have verse number 14 in your Bibles. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers 
therefore you will receive greater condemnation. The comment about that verse is that some translations, that verse in, in Matthew, that some translations do not have this, this verse in Matthew chapter 23, and uh, therefore there would be, the verse would be there, but there will be nothing, nothing after the verse. Um, it is because that this verse uh, was not found in some, some earlier, earlier manus manuscripts that were used to translate the Bible into the English versions uh, that we have now, and indeed versions in other languages. So uh, in the original text, the ancient original text, it's, 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 it's missing, and therefore many translators doubt the authenticity, authentic, authenticity, thank you, authenticity of adding this particular verse in Matthew chapter 23. However, while it, it may be uh, true that this verse 14 in Matthew uh, uh, may not actually be part of Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 23 and indeed the gospel of Matthew we, we, have, we have a record of these words in, the, in at least two other gospels and we have it in Mark and chapter 12 verse 20 uh, I can read it later on I uh, have it on the screen Matthew, Mark chapter 12 verse 40 and Luke chapter 20 and verse number 47 uh, I've lost. Uh, I've lost my communication. Lost part of my voice. Okay. Um, thank you. Um, so the the fact that we have this this. These words, uh, which are recorded in verse 14 of Matthew 23, recorded also in Mark and Luke, it's, it's uh, an indication of, of a high likelihood that our Savior spoke such words to the scribes and uh, to the Pharisees. And so the Lord is saying that these religious hypocrites they devour widows' houses. We must remember that widows in the Bible times, and indeed even now, are some of the vulnerable people in society. And that is why when we read in James and chapter 1 and verse 27, the Bible teaches us that a pure and undefined, undefiled religion is, is this, to visit the widows in distress and it adds on the aspect of taking care of orphans. But here we, we have a narration of, of these religious leaders of Israel taking advantage of these vulnerable people in society 
plundering their houses as it were, taking hold of and squandering their goods or their possessions, and in a sense, leaving them without any means of livelihood. Now, this, this, is, this is a very common behavior uh, among religious leaders even today. You may recall that, that, that four years ago, right here in Zambia, we, we, had, we had a story, a story of, of, of this, this pastor. Uh, uh, this pastor uh, has this church, and in this church there's, there's a widow. Uh, this widow um, gets benefits, terminal benefits from uh, the late husband's estate, and for, for whatever reason, uh, I suppose the pastor switch talks the widow into helping her to buy a house and also to invest that money in some business. Time passes and the house is not there. The business is not there. The matter ends up in court and the pastor is convicted of theft. Um, I can't remember the actual, the actual sentence. But just to show that, you know, uh, these things were not just happening during the time, or the Bible times, as we call them, the time when, uh, as it were, the Lord was on earth, but the things that are happening even now, not only in Zambia, and in various parts of the world. Hypocrisy of religious leaders. They cover their sins in a very interesting way. For a pretense, they make long prayers picture these religious leaders going into widows' houses and sweet-talking them into giving them the money so that they can multi perhaps multiply, uh, multiply it. And at the end of it all, they have a very long, thunderous prayer, uh, praying for the widow and possibly the children. Covering sin covering hypocrisy with some false piety, false holiness as it were. The point I want to drive here is that let us, each one of us, examine ourselves and ensure that we, we are not we're not guilty of, of of similar sin that our our pious talk our show of good deeds perhaps our accurate quoting of the scriptures perhaps our our boast in our devotion to change 
may not simply be a cover-up of our sinfulness, a cover-up of the unjust things that we perhaps habitually do to other people and particularly to those that are vulnerable in society. I mean, this false piety, this false holiness not be a description of any of us. May it not be part of our lives. Else we receive greater condemnation or the greatest condemnation that the Lord Jesus Christ talks about at the end of verse number 14 there that is in my new KJV. But thirdly, let me hurry to my main point and say that hypocrisy corrupts others far worse than the initiator of corruption. <clears throat> this is what we pick out from verse number 15. War to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Just two things quickly as we look at this particular uh, main point, and one is, 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 is just, in a sense, an appreciation of the effort and zeal of these scribes and Pharisees. The effort and zeal, in a sense, misdirected. They made incredible effort to reach out, to, as it were, evangelize to the extent of, of, of zealously moving long distances, even crossing water bodies, uh, crossing lakes and seas, big water bodies, just to reach out one proselyte, to reach out one sinner. What incredible zeal. What incredible effort. A proselyte, generally speaking, is, is, is simply a pagan from the Gentile world. And when you read about proselytes, they are in two categories, but generally we can talk about a, a pagan from the Gentile world who became a convert to Judaism. Uh, uh, and... and, and uh, the, the one that was won to Judaism was, was, was uh, somebody that fully accepted the ceremonial law, fully accepted the aspects of circumcision, and became, in the fullest sense, a Jew, in a way transformed, transformed from a Gentile uh, because of the conversion and the things that they espoused after being converted, regarded in a sense as a Jew. And uh, it, is, it is mentioned that actually their names were even changed to some Jewish, Jewish names. Great effort. 
admirable effort, admirable zeal. And in a sense, the Lord does not condemn this zeal and effort to win converts. This is something that we, we, we ought to do, something that we, we must do, must put in all our energies, as it were, to reach out to the unconverted. But the Lord condemns the motive, the motive behind this particular effort and zeal. And he condemns it because these people are trying to win over people to a belief system anchored only on religious and human regulations, a system in a sense that rejects Christ as the Messiah, Christ as the Redeemer, Christ as the Savior of the world. And obviously, their zeal did not prove that they were right before God. Again, that is another, another lesson. We can be so zealous and put in each, or rather, all the effort that we can put into reaching out to someone that does not justify that we are right before God. It is important, therefore, to check ourselves again. Do we have the truth in us? Have we yielded to this truth? Have we come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Is our zeal and effort to reach out to others being driven by true faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Now quickly again, let's look at the result of this incredible effort and zeal. The latter part of verse 15 and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Very, very hard teaching. Very harsh words. These people win over somebody. These religious people win over somebody and produce a worse sinner than themselves. Through their great efforts, they could win some, but there was no lasting good in those who were won. They won people to deeper darkness, as it were, not to the kingdom of light. In a sense, their business was not to turn men from sin unto God, but merely to convert them to our religious system. 
so much so that after they won them to their side, they made these souls twice worse. Twice worse a sinner, if there's such a description, than themselves. A terrible indictment. Terrible indictment. You win somebody, instead of them, as it were, following your good footsteps and becoming better, so to speak, they become worse than you, and not only a bit, just a little bit worse than you, twice worse. point I want to drive here is that we need to be warned. We need to be warned, especially those of us that are not children of God in here. Those of us that are not Christians in here, and indeed all of us, but especially those that are not Christians, let's be warned. The warning is, is this. The scenario that we read about here, scenario of this group of religious leaders trying to win some to their religious system, religious system, yes, is very prominent even today very prominent in what we call cults today. There are many religious cults nowadays. They have very courageous and very zealous messengers. But these very courageous and very religious messengers have a false message. Beware that you do not turn or you do not succumb to their kind of gospel. They will turn you in a worse sinner than themselves. Turn you in a worse sinner than themselves. Mere attraction to religion without a change of heart will make you worse than those that are preaching such religion. That means, obviously, that again, let me go back to what I've been saying and I've said earlier, be sure that you have a true relationship with your God that you have a true relationship with your God founded on our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. If your kind of Christianity is not anchored on the faith that is found on the Lord Jesus Christ, May I challenge you 
to come to faith in him. To look at yourself as a sinner heading to eternal destruction in hell. You do not need to, to go that route. You do not need to head straight into hell. Repent of your sins. Come to him in simple faith. Cry to him. He will reach out to you and save you of your sins. Let me conclude and simply say this. Our Lord hates religious hypocrisy. He hates religious hypocrisy because it hurts other people. It particularly prevents them from coming into a relationship with him. It slams the door of salvation against them, preventing them, as it were, to come to that saving faith in him. But further, the Lord hates religious hypocrisy because it covers up injustices against the vulnerable in society. And we have just been talking about the fact that the Lord hates religious hypocrisy because it corrupts and condemns people to eternal destruction. The harsh words of the Lord Jesus Christ were to us if we are hypocrites and do and preach what we do not do. May the Lord help us not to be such. Not to attract woes as it were from him. Amen. Thank you very much for your time.